What is the next craze in cycling training? What's up everybody? This is Brendan Hauser with Evoke Bike and I'm here to post a video questioning what's the next craze? It seems like if you look over the past eight to 10 years, there's always something that comes into vogue because there's research behind it, which is really awesome that endurance sports are getting more research involved, but people find a little bit of benefit from something and then we become obsessed with it and we have to be doing it all of the time. Um, you know, the research and endurance sports, it's so young, training with power, so young. Uh, when you look at the big picture, you know, we're learning all these new training techniques all the time. But the thing that I've noticed is we find something that works and then it has to be like a plan based around it. When you look back, let's talk about these Tabata intervals. Those aren't new, but 10 years ago in cycling at least, and maybe it was when I had really started training formally on plans, people found out that you could improve your VO2 max if you did these short micro bursts and everything was two to one ratio, work to rest. So people are doing them all the time. Um, you quickly learn that you burn out from that pretty quickly. And now there's a study that shows that actually your maximal aerobic power, the actual power, not the physiological system, is better trained by doing a classic three to eight minute interval. Consistency is gonna be my number one pillar when I come out with my methodology. So you should always ask yourself, can I consistently do this? You can't consistently do Tabata intervals. And also, it's not event specific, which is gonna be a different pillar. I have never been in a race where I have gassed it 30 seconds and coasted 15. Gassed it and coasted, gassed it and coasted. The only time anything like that is if you're in a crit and you're in the washing machine in the back, which means you're not really racing, okay? That means you're just not strong enough to actually be in the race. So you're training yourself to not be doing well, okay? So Tabata intervals, those were the craze. You've all heard my sweet spot craze. I was back, I was a fast cat athlete. Um, you know, even fast cat replied awesomely to my posts on Instagram about it. They do not want you doing sweet spot for four months at a time or three months at a time. Uh, I think they said they have a 12 week plan. I'd have to go back and look, but people beat that to death. They found some gain. They found a little FTP bump. So if I do it twice, I should do it four times a week. And if I do it two months, I should do it four months. And we've all seen those people that are on a sweet spot plan. They go to a race off the back. Okay. So that was the craze keto two years ago because team sky was all doing the keto diet and they were on ketosis and oh they're not eating carbs anymore because i'm utilizing fat better there are things that you can do to your body to utilize more fat but when people went keto i raced against three people that were keto they were metabolizing off the back and you need carbs to race a bike is it something that you can consistently do? Yes, there are people on a ketone-based diet, I guess you would call it. Um, I'm not a fan of that because it's just overly focused on, on not moderation and I, I just can't buy into that diet, but that's fine. Uh, polarized training, that one came and I would say the way Siler proposed it is not very common anymore. Um, and even he in his in the Velo News podcast, the second or third one he was on, 
he said that he had created it so that amateurs would stop hammering too often and that after you got your training dialed in, you could graduate back to a five zone system. He said that. So I think there's the, the thing that I put in my blog that I liked about the craze was it helped to highlight that you need to make the hard sessions very hard and the easier sessions easy. But it does not mean zone one and zone six only. I'm going to make a video that tempo is not no man's land. That was, you know, maybe six or seven years ago, everybody said that, oh, tempo is no man's land. Tempo is no man. No, tempo is a great way to build aerobic fitness. Look back at some long road races or gravel races. There's a lot of tempo in there. So it is event specific. So polarize was the craze that came and went pretty quickly. Fasted training, intermittent fasting. Uh, there's definitely biological benefits to it. There's, there's, People lose weight doing that, uh, which is great, but a lot of other people use it for this uh, metabolizing fat more effectively for your riding. The one thing that I'm gonna question about fasted training, if it's applicable to you is, since you need 24 to 48 hours to totally restore your glycogen stores, you really need to be doing the fasted training at the right time, because if you do it too close to a hard session, you might not be totally topped off, which then is going to affect your next hard session, which means you're not really pushing the envelope as hard as you could. And when you really look big picture, if you're an amateur bike racer, like myself, if you're not doing events that are longer than three or four hours, is the benefit of metabolizing fat more effectively as beneficial as having higher wattages on these hard workout days. So you can't do everything. Just because there's something that's good for training or good for the body, you have to ask yourself, does it apply to your event, to you as an athlete? Athlete specific stuff. Uh, Dylan Johnson had a cool video about block periodization. So I'm sure we'll be reading in the forums about everyone doing block periodization right now. That's gonna be the new craze. Smash yourself for a week. Go easier for three weeks at, was the quick and dirty overview. I think we're gonna get some people cracking, some some people not even cracking. You know, I think cracking is such like a oh, it cracked, um, but more just a like a, what Tim Cusick calls non-functional overreaching. You're not gonna absorb the training. You're not gonna reap the benefits um, as you might expect to, and instead you would be much better off following a progressive plan, having six to eight solid workouts, and then make that your block periodization. Do three hard workouts and three hard workouts. After six to eight, they say that you don't even absorb as much as you do in the initial first workouts. So those are the most important. Um, so block periodization is now, you know, there's a really good quote in this book that I talked about earlier from David Ogilvy, a uh, big marketer. And he said, I noticed increasing reluctance on the part of the marketing executive to use judgment. They are coming to rely too much on research and they use it as a drunkard uses a lamppost for support rather than for illumination. I think it's so perfect for this type of situation. If you find something that works for you, ask yourself how you can insert it into your plan, not have it take over your plan. Don't totally lean on it for full support. Sure, you could use Tabata intervals if you're someone that doesn't really do well in classic VO2 max workouts. That's a workout. Yes, 
Sweet spot has a place because let's remember what it is. It's low threshold. You can use that to help you increase your FTP, but it should not be a total plan. Ketosis. I'm not a fan of this, um, but I would say understanding that you can use diets to your benefit at particular times of the season maybe. Um, And I say maybe because we are very focused on carbs, Patrick and I, because it is what fuels the bike. But we also eat a wide variety diet, which is really important. Um, Polarization. I already mentioned the good point about that. Fasted training. If it's going to help you lose weight, that might be a big goal for you. Go for it, but don't have it affect the hard sessions that you're going to do. Block periodization. Is it applicable to you? I would say just watch that video because I made a whole post about that. Really, we don't need more crazes in cycling. We need something that you consistently can do, that you can progress through, that's very specific to your event. I just had a guy from Ireland reach out to me, and he's starting up as an athlete, and we're talking about a big event coming up for him that's going to be in March. And we're looking at the course, and we're looking at what he's good at, what he's not good at, how has he previously performed, there's a climb in there that is, you know, you might say, oh, this is a 30 minute climb. But when you break it down into pieces, it's actually a very, there's a lot of short, surgy sections of the climb. So it's not an FTP type. So make sure you're looking at what the event's going to demand of you. So let's not get obsessed with these crazes. Let's find something that we can consistently do, that we can progress through, that's very athlete and event specific. And we'll talk more about this type of methodology. It's going to be very basic, but it's not going to be overly obsessed on one thing, have variation. So thanks so much for watching. Uh, If you have gotten this far, please subscribe to the channel. We're trying to get to 2,000 subscribers. If you really like the video, share it with a friend, post it on social media. Any type of shout out really helps us. And uh, I'm going to make the next video on kind of wild this free content exists. It came in as a couple cat four questions. And I don't know, maybe we haven't fully explained what Evoke Bike is, uh, but I'll do that in the next one. And thanks again for watching. Talk to you soon. See ya.